Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. You are listening to Galaxy Talk Radio. I'm your co-host, Corey Jeffrey Sr. It is Thursday, January 19th of 2017, and this is Soul Vibrations, brought to you by T25CL Entertainment, a global music and film distribution company. Let's move towards the 25th century to learn about us or how to collaborate with us and become a part of this movement by visiting our website at www.t25cl.com. Every Monday, you can tune in at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time and talk cops and politics with your host, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, or Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can get straight talk with the hired brush from Barbara McGee. Wednesday, you can visit Roslyn's Corner with Roslyn Jordan Mills, or Friday, you can get the keys to the kingdom with Sandra Keys. And, of course, today being Thursday, what you get is CJ and Dr. K. Dr. Nana Kwaku is my co-host and the executive director and founder of uh, Family Solutions, Inc. If you have any problems uh, in your household, uh, uh, dealing with family-related issues, uh, mental health, mental wellness, uh, anger management, the person to contact is my co-host, Dr. Nana Kwaku. You can visit him at nananakwaku at comcast.net, or you can call him directly at 707-631-0276. And, of course, if you know anyone, male, female, or veterans that are currently trying to reenter society uh, after uh, being behind those prison walls, you can contact the Jeffrey's Peace Project for employment options and housing. And you can contact the uh, Jeffrey's Peace Project by going to Corey's Good News at C-O-R-Y-Z, goodnews at gmail.com, or you can uh, contact Jeffrey's Peace Project directly by, call, by calling uh, area code 510 we have a lot of things that we want to talk about today. Of course, we're, we're, we're right around the corner uh, with this uh, inauguration that's coming up. But first, let me tell you a little bit about um, United We Stand. United We Stand is a music film document that uh, uh, T25 took on to deal with some very, very important issues, basically the United Nations implemented a program to eradicate one billion people off the populace by 2015, and that's called the Millennium Development Goals. And what uh, um, United We Stand uh, uh, one commonality of music issues that are an example of how things are going on. Uh, all across this globe, but is really highlighted because of the largest populace, African countries, namely Liberia, Nigeria, Ghana, the Ivory Coast, Malawi, 
Senegal, and Sierra Leone. And, of course, uh, United We Stand uh, deals with the issues of hunger, health and wellness. And when you talk about health and wellness, we talk about agriculture, clean drinking water, and governmental sustainability. Uh, women's rights are also an issue, uh, sustainable energy, education, poverty, and, of course, uh, there are some things in place uh, uh, locally in various countries like development ambassadors that uh, are dealing with uh, computer infrastructure. And, 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 of course, as we know, uh, government municipalities in various countries in Africa ignore real people issues. And what they do is they sell off the natural resources and to major corporations. In other words, diamonds, gold, oil. You've seen the movie Blood Diamonds, and we know what's going on with oil, uh, Nigeria being one of the richest regions on this globe when it comes to oil. We know that there's uh, uh, gold is one of the natural resources out there. Uh, connects uh, us to all these different countries. You see uh, entertainment and then uh, the footage in the movie. I don't want to tell you too much about it, but, I, but you can go to our website and find out how to uh, purchase this movie uh, for, for, for viewing. You have a 48-hour period once you've submitted, I guess, five ninety five. I think, is the cost in the movie, which, of course, it's a new movie. It's just been completed. It was, it was shown down in San Pedro. Uh, T25 Entertainment is looking for a, a place to host this film. We had a private screening at Expressions College in Emeryville. And so uh, that's a little bit about uh, uh, T25 Entertainment in itself. Now, we want to talk about today, uh, as you know, since 1937, or if you didn't know, since 1937, Inauguration Day has taken place on January 20th, and uh, it, uh, it commences, meaning that the president is in office on January 20th at 12 noon Eastern time after the chief justice administers the oath that they have to take. And there are Inauguration Day doing the health coverage of politicians. There's politicians that are We have an issue with the staff that he has. He's, he's Environmental Protection Agency advisor, Secretary of State, Media Press Secretary. This country is actually uh, becoming divided again with this historical uh, inauguration that is pretty much unlike any other that we've ever seen uh, in past presidential elections, all the way down to the, uh, uh, the conspiracy being a reality that Russia had something to do with uh, uh, New York. question is, as my co-host, Dr. Nguyen, then say hi, everyone, for ourselves. Hi, Dr. Kwaku, how are you today? I'm wonderful, brother. How are you? Thank you very much for, you know, your uh, 
you're bringing the show on uh, live to our listeners again. Once again, I'd like to welcome people to Soul Vibrations. This is Reverend Dr. Ninana Kweku. I'm also the co-host of Soul Vibrations, and also just like to welcome all of my all of our previous wood listeners back and any new listeners that are out there around the country and around the world. Uh, you know, once again, we're we're at the at the we're at a crossroads, and it's, it it appears that for whatever reason, uh, African people, wherever we are, we're always at a crossroads. And and, and I, the question for me tonight, and I would like to ask uh, any of our guests who are on who has the answer. When do we stop uh, coming to a crossroads? Uh, you know, when do we move past this impasse of uh, of not knowing and not understanding and, and being uh, kind of conflicted as to what direction we are supposed to go in? You know, uh, and I would like to welcome everyone to, you know, to introduce them to Family Solutions, Inc. If you're confused about what's going on in the world, or if you're confused about who you are, if you're confused about, um, you know, what it is that we should be doing this at, at, at this uh, time in, 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 you know, in American history, uh, contact us. You know, you can email me at uh, ninanakweku at comcast.net, or you can uh, contact me at uh, 707-631-0276. And you can also uh, contact us through Family Solutions, Inc., uh, noangernoviolence.org. Uh, once again, that's noangernoviolence.org. And and I don't want to confuse people about uh, no anger, no violence. Uh, what we try to do is encourage people to use their brain, their God-given gifts, you know, and that is the way that we will be able to rise above conditions that we live in and the conditions that we continue to find ourselves in, uh, you know, no matter who's president. I was watching some historical events today in terms of uh, Obama leaving office tomorrow at 12 o'clock noon Easter time as his last second in office. And and I, we, I was looking over these things and I was just, you know, amazed, at, not amazed, you know, but, at, you know, somewhat baffled by the fact that we're not able to, to 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 conceive what is going on. They have shown historically that African people have no rights, that African people have no justice, that African people are, are second-class citizens. And yet we continue to try to find some kind of solace and, and being able to to, uh, you know, be accepted as somehow as Americans. Well, we're not accepted mm-hmm. as Americans because we're not Americans. Americans declare you as a, as that you have citizenship here. And as a citizen, you have the right to all of the, the opportunities that's available to you under that system. Well, we know that that's never happened. It's never happened. We know that the foundation of this country is founded and built on a lie. The Constitution is a lie. It's a lie because it states facts that have never been realized by the masses of citizens. And so it's time for us to wake up and realize that, you know, moving forward, we have to reuse our own mind and we have to get back to 
uh, our own uh, philosophy, you know, African philosophy in terms of, uh, you know, magic, religion, science, or however you want to conceive, you know, our being here in the universe, that it is time now for us to start to utilize those things and start to operating from that perspective versus operating from a perspective that somehow uh, eventually we are going to rise up. Eventually we're going to get our rights. Eventually we're going to get justice. Eventually, uh, you know, hope is going to rise. It's going to take us to new heights. It's not going to happen. It will only happen when we demand it, when we go out and move and work for it. And uh, that's what's happening. You know, we want to get your ideas. What do you think? Where are we going? It is 2017, and yet we still are being murdered, that black lives do not matter, that now we are moving into a new era where Donald Trump has promoted himself off as a law and order candidate, and the police and there are going to be tanks rolling in the streets if we dare get out and, 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 and raise up against this tyranny that we're experiencing. It's now time for us to send a clear and concise message. You will only get that message listening to, to uh, uh, airwaves like T25CL Entertainment, or you can go to our website at T25CL.com, and you will be able to, uh, to realize there's information there. That, like uh, Brother Corey said, you can check out the, the movie United We Stand. You can also read my book on our whiteout. Uh, you know, you and that's only like three ninety nine. You can go on and read that, uh, or you can go on and you can download music, you can download material, and you will gain access and and through listening to uh, Soul Vibration and all the other shows that uh, you go, you have a chance to experience. Uh, there, uh, you will be able to realize and, and to share information with other people who are having the same experience that you are. We just need to come together. That's what the movie United We Stand is all about. Come together, and we will be able to overcome this this sickening, deafening philosophy called America. Thank you. Well, <clears throat> I'm glad you made it made it made it really plain, Doctor Kwaku, because that's what it's that's what it's going to take. And when we and, and we all know as as people who have descended from people who spoke African, many different African dialects, but we've learned this English language about as good as you about as good as you can learn it. Being being from another country, um, there are things. With that being said, that we that we need to further uh, educate ourselves on in terms of how we go about uh, taking control of our circumstances. Like like you eloquently said, Doctor Kwaku, of course. Um, there are movies out there. Some were called black exploitation movies, but if you really look at them, we're quick to be judged when we do something that's positive and have a message in it as it being exploitative or being called rhetoric. You know, when you listen to the Honorable Louis Farrakhan and others talk against, uh, you know, what the status quo talks about, they, they refer to that, their talk as rhetoric. When all you have to do is stick around for a while through this first presidency, and you can get all the rhetorical stuff that you that you could ever imagine being spewed from this guy's mouth. But without me, uh, and, and you can think for yourself on that. Those of you who disagree, 
you know, we're all inclusive, and we include all colors, white, yellow, red, brown, black, to call into the show, to have decent dialogue with us. We can agree to disagree, you know, but um, bring your facts. Don't bring your rhetoric. Don't bring, don't, don't bring unsubstantiated stuff when you, when you talk to us because we, we will dissect it, we will slice it up, and we will feed it back to you, you know. But, of course, this is, this is, uh, these are the things that we've experienced through generations of knowledge, knowledge you can't get from a classroom. Uh, you know, my elders uh, learned history and learned firsthand through generations and passed things down that have been uh, shared with, with, with me personally and my family. So um, there's a movie called Claudine that was done with James Earl Jones and, and, and Diane Carroll, and it was a movie that showed you what life is like in the inner city for a single mother who's trying to find love again and raise her kids. And then you, and, and of course, you're looking at a bachelor life for a man who has no children, but he falls in love with this lady. But again, how do they come together without um, having a, 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 you know, a profound effect on their monetary situation? You know, she's getting welfare and what's equivalent to like Section 8 as far as housing goes, but upon dating this guy, the scrutiny is, you know, the man, you know, you can, you can see a man even have another kid, but as long as the man doesn't move into the house, we'll keep giving you money. So that, that whole thing keeps a black man and black woman separated. Well, what was in it for James Earl Jones, you have to see the movie for yourself. But if he moves into that house, he's responsible for the kids in that household now. And because they're going to, you know, her welfare is off the table. If this man's making, he was a garbage, garbage man. And he probably went through, I don't know what, back in the 60s dealing with unions and stuff, just to get a garbage man job is a great job. I mean, it still is. It still pays. But it's hard work. And it's union, you know, politics that you have to go through. Of course, there's the spook who sat by the door. That's another movie that was very radical during that era. Then you have, of the recent movies, you have Hidden Colors, one, two, and three. Dr. Umar Johnson, very, very uh, strong brother in in the facts and things that he presents for us to uh, uh, awaken ourselves with. Then there's Zygeist the movie, one, two, and three, it really um, delves into the concept of religion, all aspects from its, or, from its origins, and these are scientific uh, uh, researched facts that this guy presents. And all you have to do is see this movie, and, of course, Dr. Kwaku and I have talked about cognitive dissonance being the biggest problem in the black community where we have been marginalized so much that we are actually uh, contributing to our own demise by being cognitively dissonant in the way that we go about living our lives daily, you know. But, see, there's a lack of knowledge that's there. And, and Dr. Kwaku's book online, you can go, you can get white out. It breaks a lot of this stuff down for you, too, how we've been um, – culturally just whitewashed, blended over, you know. And we have people in places, you, you know, systems are almost impossible to change, you know. But certainly we know that uh, some of the racist people that are in political 
places and, and things. I mean, we've known David Duke uh, through his connections to the Ku Klux Klan to actually be a, a, a senator, some kind of a politician or something. So when we infiltrate stuff, we don't have to run around bragging about stuff. But having having people on the inside but not forgetting what your obligation is on the outside can open doors and windows for us in terms of even just giving us information so we can, uh, uh, you know, avoid pitfalls. You know, we're not we're, there's nothing we can necessarily do to absolutely change the system. We, we see what, the, what, what a sham this whole voting thing is, you know. But, of course, voting still means something. It does. But, you know, that's a whole other talk show that we can delve into. Uh, Dr. Kwaku, there's some parodies that I like to use. I like to use sports as a parody to life because, you know, fair play and, 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 and capitalism and all that exists in sports. If you look at the slave owners that that are that, that we call commissioners in the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and hockey and all the rules and things, we think because we're making a couple million dollars and we still come out of those places a lot of times and we retire, we're still bankrupt and we're, and we're in bad situations health-wise, but it's a lack of knowledge. And when you look at capitalism, uh, and man, you know, man has been the biggest predator on, on this earth. We all know that because we hunt and kill for no reason, not to necessarily feed us or do any of those things. You know, we, we, get, trophies, we, get, we get trophies and all that stuff. But yeah. capitalism devi- is devouring this country, you know, and United We Stand, the movie, talks about, uh, you know, uh, you talk about eradicating a billion people off the poverty roll. but question is how are we doing that uh, you know there are people there are people in those African countries trying to find clean water uh, options and various things of that nature but if you look at AIDS and war and all that you can get rid of a billion people I mean poverty but you can get rid of it by eliminating poverty or by eliminating the people if you wipe a billion people off the planet then a billion people are no longer starving because they're not in existence anymore. Or you can actually take control of your government, of your resources, and stop making these corporate deals. But back to the U.S., you look at the – I have to do a study study real history, the, 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 the uh, story behind the story, you know, up near Lake Port, near Clear Lake, where Indians were given uh, blankets laced with uh, smallpox for a reason. And you look at wolves and sheep. You know, a wolf pack is extremely happy. Eight wolves get along perfectly when you got a thousand sheep. But when you're down to two sheep, we know the alpha male is going to eat, the next one in line, you know, the top three. But those bottom four, there's not enough food to go around. So what do the wolves do? They turn on themselves, you know. The wolf at the bottom starts looking like a sheep when you're out of sheep, you know, because you got to eat. And that's what's happening in our inner cities, you know. We're being marginalized and, and, and swept over in such a corner that the only way we can sustain ourselves is by selling drugs to each other, killing each other over territory, doing all of those things while they watch us, just like you turn on your television. They know what's going on there. They watch us. And the cops come and help. Uh, I, I shouldn't say not all cops, but we know the problems that we're having with, the, with, with police officers now. My father, my uncle, they were cops back in the day. And they shared so much stuff with me that is still existing right now. And 
Dr. Quaker, the only way we're going to be able to reach people is to is to talk about it on this show, is to share our knowledge, is to collaborate with other group, groups like the uh, uh, Oscar Grant Committee, the Committee for Alan Buford for Justice, the Liberated Lens, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bay Area United, uh, uh, New Life Movement, Raise Rackets, Not Guns, Shoot Baskets, Not Guns. There are so many organizations that are starting to take care take control in our community, you, you might not be able to do everything, but you can focus on one particular thing that the community is lacking. And you can start your own business around that because you can sustain yourself. You, you, you have to drop that go after the million mentality. You have to let it do what it do. If you get in there and you develop your nonprofit, you, that's an introduction into a gate that opens up that's extremely wide. You can find a million dollars indirectly, but you have we have to get back to doing good works in the community because the people that you're saving are your own people. And, the, and, and we can't, and like Dr. Quaker said, we can't keep asking the oppressor to free us. They're making their money on keeping a saddle on our back, a plow in front of us, and, 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 uh, discouragement, you know, and a lack of health care, a lack of education, you know, and each one of us can become a finger of many hands and we can punch some holes in our living conditions, but we got to unite ourselves. We can't take a finger and chop it off and send it down the road to be by itself because the finger can't do nothing but poke a little hole in something. We keep these fingers and make these fists we can do a whole lot just in our actions, just by just not shouting it, but just being about it. What do you think, Dr. Quaker? I, I, you know, I mean, we've been talking about this, and we're going to keep talking about it, you know. Well, no, I, I agree with you 100%, brother. You know, it, it's all about the action. You know, we can talk, we can come on the shows, and we can point out the evils that we continue to participate in. But it's a now come to a time when we need to, when we need to move forward. That's what uh, uh, United We Stand is all about. That's what uh, White House is all about. It's about opening up that third eye so that people can understand that we live in we live in a society. And my grandfather taught me this: if something mm-hmm. is founded on a lie, it will always end up in a lie. America mm-hmm. is founded on injustice. America is founded on murder. America is founded on uh, manipulating other people and other people's property and land. You know, ownership of land is a European concept. It was not a concept with the Native Americans. It was not a concept with the Moors, the Aztecs. It was not a concept with African people. This is something that has come from European culture. And until we get away from it, and we've bought into it because, you know, no matter how much we get, now we become part of the problem. You've heard of uh, becoming part of the problem? Well, if you Mm -hmm. do the same things that the oppressor do, you become a part of the problem. So now you have Mexicans fighting Mexicans, blacks fighting blacks, uh, Portuguese fighting Portuguese, uh, you know, if, if you, no matter where you go around the world, you will find 
the poor fighting against the rich, the light fighting against the dark. That is the essence of what is going on. And so until we wake up and realize that that is the concept, that it's all wrong, we can't change part of it. You couldn't change part of it by electing Barack Obama. You can't change part of it by getting on the inside. I've heard police officers, and I know that there are a lot of great police officers, say, well, Mm -hmm. if some of us get in there and be police officers, we can change it. It hasn't changed. If some of us get in here and do this, we can change it. We have a lot of black, African, Mexican uh, politicians. The condition still exists. So mm-hmm. it's now come mm-hmm. to a, a point where we have to say, wait a minute. When we mm-hmm. try something, and that's something you learn in the first grade, you try to figure out a problem, and it doesn't work that way, you try another way. We continue to try the same way expecting a different result. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. And and we don't mm-hmm. want to accept it because we've been so indoctrinated on a spiritual, religious, scientific, magical way that now we, we, we don't see there is any other way of us rising above it. And I see people daily, politicians, who have made their livelihood by moving up through the ranks of being uh, politicians. And and what have they done? What can they do? Mm-hmm. They have no mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's now time for us to say, okay, that way does not work. Now let's mm-hmm. try a new But to try a new vein means that we have to throw the old stuff out. They don't want to yeah. throw the American ideas, ideology out. Because a lot of people will tell you, well, well, you know, the concept of America is a great idea. Yeah, but you have the same people in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. have the same people in charge. The only way that you overcome that is that you have to throw all those people out and start all over, return everything to its original uh, state and start all over. Then you have an opportunity to move forward and do something positive. But as long as we're trying to make capitalism as long as we're trying to make the American ideology, American philosophy, American dream a reality, using the same concept, we will always wind up exactly where we are, fighting and acting and begging and pleading for, uh, for acceptance, or fighting and begging for equal rights, fighting and begging for justice. These are things that we should not have to ask for. If these people were true, if they were true, people of, of of God, of whatever God it is that they say that they believe in. Mm-hmm. They would not mm-hmm. do the things that they do to to make the lives of people miserable all over the planet. On the continent of Africa, people are starving to death and dying every day. Little babies are dying because they can't get enough nourishment. There is absolutely no reason why the richest continent on the planet have children who are starving to death. I forget how many thousand they say die Every day, yet we have the mm-hmm. Exxons, we have all these major oil companies, we have these banks, we have these companies who are invested in these companies who are stealing the resources out of it and getting richer and making America and the European Union richer while these people mm-hmm. are starving to them. It's time mm-hmm. for us to The ruling elite. The ruling mm-hmm. elite. We have to eliminate them. 
And people might say, oh, God, you, you want to do the same thing that they're doing to us. We have to fight fire with fire sometimes. You know, that is just yeah. the, the reality of what we're up against. And if we don't do that, guess what, people? You, if you keep doing the same thing, you get the same result. That's insanity. Okay. Insanity. That's insanity. Yeah. That's insanity, you know. And and it's really, uh, you know, it's really, really, really um, uh, a large task. I mean, the further we move towards the 21st century, you know, it's like, we get a, you know, we we get a bigger bite out of the apple each time, but when you fall back, the fall is so much harder to recover from, because you know, uh, we keep going through these, these 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 leaps and bounds. You know, we we got a, we were brought over here. We we got our emancipation. It took a civil war to do it. You know, and then. Uh, Civil rights came decades later, you know, uh, after these Jim Crow laws, which which were in place once we were free, so we still weren't free. And then, the, you know, uh, uh, civil rights came, you know, and then the government was complicit in, in things. When we talk about the Tuskegee experiment and Tulsa and Rosewood and all these things that uh, infiltrated our hopes and dreams and knocked us back a few more steps. And, uh, you know, the fact that I was able to vote with a lady when Barack got in the office the very first time who was alive when blacks weren't allowed to vote. The lady was 108 years old. She voted with me uh, in the booth right next to me on Fallon Street at the courthouse where the Register of Voters is downstairs in one of the oldest buildings, one of the oldest uh uh, municipal courthouses in California, at least. Uh, Black Panthers had their rallies and, and trials right there on the steps, uh, right by Lake Merritt. And for this to be the place, historic place that this lady voted in just before her 108th birthday, she said, I'm going to put this black man in office, and there was a time where I couldn't vote. That's very historical. But, again, you know, the, 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 the U.S., S Enterprise, the ship has already has already has a manifest. So, no matter who the admiral is, there's only so much he can do. And so we've gone from Barack Obama, who gets opposition from his deckhand when he sees some capsided boats off to the side, he wants to pull over and pick them up. He wants to treat the the, the, the workers that are swabbing the deck with some dignity. Well, we've gone from but the but the ship is still headed where it's on course to go. He has no control over that. As the admiral, he has to see it to where it's going. And now we've got Iceberg Trump as the admiral of this ship, and it's headed towards a huge iceberg. And he's not picking up any people capsized over the side. He's not treating the deckhands with any dignity. You know, his thing is about his admiralship, his little generals that serve under him, and Anybody on the ship or off to the side, they are of no significance whatsoever. But he doesn't realize he's steering this ship off course, and it's in, it's a course that that has been manifested. But it means that the ship 
has never been on a straight, honest course, and it's headed right back towards another iceberg again. And this country, as we're witnessing, is it's starting to divide itself. You know, we have a lot of nurses, a lot of teachers, a lot of people that are protesting because education and health is is a plateau that we fought for in terms of being in school. Dr. Quaker, you and I worked on this Proposition 55 thing because we agreed on a couple of things. We know that the public school system is shot. We know that they don't teach us the things that we really need, but we know that there are more marginalized people in public schools than other schools, so we can at least stop the bleeding a little bit by just making sure through Proposition 55 that at least half of that $8 billion a year surplus for the next 12 years, at least excuse me, at least $4 billion of it will we'll make the classrooms smaller through accountability and transparency and auditing. It will allow more bus drivers, more cafeteria workers, more teachers who are all underpaid. So they'll, a lot of them will be us, more, margin, more marginalized jobs, fighting for raises and stuff. But even in that, that's better than what the system is right now. So if we can at least, you know, you know, circumvent some of that so we can have a chance to work on other stuff because we got to multitask everything in our community now. We can't – you can be good at one thing, but don't think that you can just stay stuck on that one thing because other stuff's passing your front porch, jumping over your fence, running through the yard, uh, following you on the way to work, following you to the store if you're Trayvon Martin, stopping you at random and choking you so you can't breathe. If you if you if you selling CDs instead of drugs to kind of support your family, even though it's bootlegging, bootlegging shouldn't be a death sentence, you know. So we got to be aware of how to hit this thing from all angles. But the best way is to look back towards each other, and it's to look in the mirror, and it's to find something that we can do as an individual for our community. If we can find something each of us to do, as an, and it starts with stop giving your money to the system. Stop giving all your money to the system. Keeping up with the Kardashians is a waste of television time, to me. To me, it's a waste of television time. Uh, uh, you know, Sure, we like a little entertainment. I watch sports. I'm not the next person. You know, I'm not just cut off from everything. But you have to look at things with a, with a perspective on how serious it is and how meaningless a lot of this stuff is. And we get we get caught up in keeping up with that. Hollywood wise, about yeah, they got jobs. Boogaloo skipping on television and 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 showing them stereotypes to be true, and that, that's the best way they can get paid. I, and that's that's a hard thing to believe. I would hope that I would never be in a position to have to find that out because I don't, think, I don't believe I would sell out. But a lot of us who don't believe we would sell out haven't been haven't been given a million dollars to see what you do with it. But I really believe I, if I had a million dollars in my pocket right now, Doctor Quaker, it would be so simple. It would be so simple, you know. Um, people buy gas, you know. Okay, gas station. We know that's we know that's corporate money. It's honest money, you know. You, you, you know, 
We know that there are uh, 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 organic grocery stores, and there are things that there are things that our people spend money money in. There are places we spend our money, but it's just never us behind the counter. You know, I can get my soul food in the hood from a Chinese guy selling me soul food. He don't want to have nothing to do with me. You want me to hurry up and buy a food and go? Or, or, or one of my Latino brothers, I find, I love, you know, these are all people of color just like me. But I'm saying even they can set up businesses in our neighborhoods. But what am I going to look like going to Chinatown saying I'm going to open me a Chinese food restaurant? I'll be out of business in less than a week. No, no, no Chinaman or, or, or Japanese person, pardon the expression, is going to come buy Chinese food from me in Chinatown. What am I doing in Chinatown selling Chinese food? Well, what are they doing in, 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 in my neighborhood selling me soul food? They learn to cook our they, they, every <clears throat> we're, buzz, we're buzzard food. And what the buzzards do is they swoop in and they pick your eyes and they pick the meat off your bones and they pick your pockets, <clears throat> you know, the vultures, and then they fly off. And that's how they look at us. They look at us as something that you can pick something good and nutritional you can steal from, whether it's your music, you know, whether it's your swag, whether it's your identity, whether it's your, whether it's your inventive skills. Yeah, Matthew Henson, you're the first person on the North Pole, but you did it for the Lewis and Clark expedition. Since we own the expedition, you get there first. We get to, we get to be the discoverers. Lewis and Clark discovered it. Hugh Henson was the first person there, but Lewis and Clark gets credit for it in the books, you know. And anything else just gets painted and turned around and uh, and tanned, collagened, and implanted to look like us, but they don't want to have nothing to do with us, you know. Well, why don't you just let us go, you know. Let us get on, let us get on with our lives and stop using us as as a pond or, or a doormat under your shoe, under your foot to keep wiping your feet on. Well, that's because well, we don't I, mind I, getting, I, for the I, right price. We don't mind. We don't mind you wiping. You can wipe your shoes. You can step in a pile of manure and wipe the shoes on my pants. We got to stop doing that. Yeah, I I think that one of the, that's what one of the original intents for. If you read back and you study Forced into Glory, with uh, which is the story of the the, the manipulation on the part of Abraham Lincoln, one of his mm-hmm. first goals were, okay, we don't want to free the slaves. We want to find a place for them and place them on some island outside of the United States. So mm-hmm. what they wanted to do was get rid of us, period, is what they wanted to do. But the reality of it, that really has no concept because when you look at uh, the world and, and how they conceptualize the world, is how can we move into these places and take the resources, uh, or, you know, and still uh, promote ourselves off as, as God's chosen people and, and God's people who uh, we are the righteous people. We are the ones who have the intellect to lead the world in its development and have everybody mm-hmm. else following them because they control mm-hmm. all the information. And so we have to realize that they did this because we allowed them to do this, because we we were a peace-loving people, we were a God-fearing people, 
and we are people who follow the destination and the creation of, uh, of, 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 of who we are and where we come from. You know, I believe mm-hmm. in one God. I believe in humanity. There is no reason for that to be a civil rights law. There is a human rights law that rises above all of those so-called civil rights. Civil rights mm-hmm. is man-made. Human rights is, create, uh, is, is, the, is the offset from what God intended to be on this planet. But these people don't believe in human rights. They believe in human rights for their group, which is the Europeans and, 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 and these and the so-called Jews that are over there in Israel calling themselves God's chosen people, stealing other people's land and murdering them every day. And we mm-hmm. go off to war mm-hmm. to help fight, help fight those battles for them to enslave and destroy other people. What point in this process do we wake up and say it's wrong? Even Obama came out and said Hello? that we, they need to do something about what's happening over there in the, in the Gaza. They need mm-hmm. to stop mm-hmm. those people from stealing mm-hmm. those people's lands. There need to be a yeah. two-state solution, but who fights against that? American, uh, uh, the, the, the Europeans fight against that. And they fight against it because they know that that is the only way that they can maintain total control. Mm-hmm. And we have to stand up for those people over there who can't fight for themselves. And they wonder why there's uh, uh, ISIS. They wonder why there's Hamas. Mm-hmm. They wonder why it's all yeah. these other groups. Boko Haram gets a lot of a lot of bad yeah. ink. We, you know, we don't believe in kidnapping well, or any people, of that. Because the motivation people, behind them is to keep these kids cut off from, from, from the Western world. These people mm-hmm. are fighting for their right to exist. They're fighting for their mm-hmm. right to exist. And we sit over here and call ourselves black Americans or African Americans, and we go over there and fight against those people having the right to do that. Even mm-hmm. Obama in his second term stood up and said it. He said it the other day in his, in his farewell speech. I kind of disagree with that. You well, I mean, I'm not saying that you people have a right to disagree, but here's the reality: God mm-hmm. did not give them no land over there in Israel called Israel. That is Africa. That is a part mm-hmm. of Africa. It's always been a part of Africa. Mm-hmm. It became not a part of Africa when we got into this so-called Balfour Agreement that they got into with the British because of whole, this whole conflict, how they draw the U.S. into fighting Germany. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is no such thing as a Jew. There, is no, there were Hebrews, original Hebrews, and some of them still live in the mountains over there in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And people have a right to disagree with that, but mm-hmm. I guarantee you this, if they study real history, they can't disprove it. We have two callers on the line here, too. I hear somebody who disagreed, and who, who is this? Well, that's great. I mean, we welcome those people. Welcome. Oh, hello. Of course. Hello? Oh, yes. hello? Go ahead, sir. How are you? Yes, I'm, I'm, are I'm you? just uh, an observer. I mean, well, a listener, not an observer. <laughs> but um, a lot of the things that we're talking about is true, for real. And But, you know, a what's lot your, of What's your name, sir? What's your name, sir? Uh, my name is uh, Elliot Karn. Okay. Well, thank, mm-hmm. thank you for calling me in, too. And certainly, go, go ahead, Elliot. Yeah, welcome, brother. You know. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kate. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you know, it's kind of like we can't be bl- we can't do the blame game, and we can't blame history and blame ethnic things that that goes on all the time. There's always something underneath that's going on. For one thing, I think that how we got hooked up as far as, like, slavery and everything, um, unfortunately, we were just so fucking healthy. (laughs) Everybody else, nobody could do it but us. um, You know, and the mindset at that time is, like, slavery, you know, oh, (laughs) since the Great Flood, you know. So they were still doing it until people told them that it was wrong. But a thing is, too, a lot of times we can't lay blame on others for things that if you if you spend time, um, you know, laying blame on other people or, or situations, it kind of stops you from going ahead. You know, you really got to say, okay, it, it happened. I stubbed my toe. Let me put a Band-Aid on it and keep going. But if we keep trying to keep up the mystique that, you know, we're – we are victims, victims, victims. I don't think that's going to be a good thing for us, and that kind of holds a person in one. In one, it, it kind of immobilizes a person. So actually, and also, it's history too. We should claim our real history. A lot of people mm-hmm. do not know that Nubians; those are the blackest people you ever seen, and. You know, nobody ever says anything about the Nubians and their culture. Everybody wants to be an Egyptian. And, you know, the Nubians are right there and saying, claim me, claim me. So um, it's like we really just kind of de- get into stuff a little deeper. And, you know, and then, you know, just not not to show nobody, but just for, you know, mm-hmm. just for your own peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? And, um Oh, my food is burning. I got to go. Okay, thank well, you. thank you for that for right, putting right, perspective well, on it. Well, we appreciate you. Let, Come back and talk to yeah, us again sometime. Yeah, let, let, me, let, me, let me respond to some of the things that he said. He's talking about the mm-hmm. Nubians. Well, let's, okay, let's mm-hmm. talk about the Nubians. You, we mm-hmm. know that the Egyptians, they came up the Nile Valley from Nubia, from Kush, from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whatever... Uh, uh, a civilization that developed in 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 in, in so-called uh, Kemet, which is not Egypt, you know, uh, came from Nubia, came from Kush, mm-hmm. came from uh, Ethiopia, and so Certainly. what we have to realize is that you know we it's not uh it's not us playing the victim, we're saying what reality is, and I wanted him to stay on, and I hope he's still listening because if you want to go there, he wanted to talk about slavery. Let's talk I'm about. Slavery. When the European, when the Europeans came up with this concept to to start slavery, what let's let's go back to who approved it. The Catholic Church said, "Okay, yeah, we will go along with you having slaves, but we will not go along with you having white slaves. You can only have black slaves." So I'm not going to excuse them from their from what they did. We are not victims. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. the victims because they are the ones who created the situation that leads us into the day and why right. people believe and think the way that they think. We right. are, I, I am not a victim. 
that we need to fight them on every turn. And mm-hmm. the thing about us is we don't want to fight. We want to march and sing. Mm-hmm. We, we want to get out and we want to believe in the teachings that they gave us. Mm-hmm. We want to believe in their God. When mm-hmm. we get back to spirituality and realize who we are and the concepts that came from Nubia, that came from Ethiopia, that came from uh, all those other countries that, that rose up to great civilizations long before Kemet or so-called Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. want people to re- forget that, that, that uh, Egypt, this Egypt was a part of Africa. I don't want people to forget that uh, the, uh, Israel is a part of Africa, you mm-hmm. know, and so mm-hmm. they can't, they destroyed all of this year, uh, 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 information, and they created a new history mm-hmm. in the in the in the in the formulation of Kemet. I mean, uh, of Kemet, so-called Ethiopia, was an offset from them stealing information and manipulated, and so and 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 after thousands of years of wars, finally. They came, became in charge of, of, of so-called Egypt. Mm-hmm. They became, got in charge, and then they finally was able to raise up and have the first white pharaoh, the first white pharaoh in history, and that's and that was the downfall. That was after Alexander the Great and uh, all uh, Alexander the Greek, because there's nothing great about somebody who comes into somebody else's land and steals it. You know, mm-hmm. after these people came in and steal it, they steal it. They burned the libraries. They stole all the written material. You know, so mm-hmm. we we really have to go back and get in, dig into real history about right. the, mm-hmm. how these kinds of right. right. You know, these people have proven ever since we came in contact with them that they were marauders, that they were rapers, that they were looters that they were mm-hmm. about the business of stealing land and, and that concept mm-hmm. has moved and, and, and manipulated itself throughout Europe and it finally manipulated itself throughout this land we live in now called America. When they came here and the so-called Native Americans and the Moors and the Aztecs was already here, had been mm-hmm. here hundreds of thousands of years before, they came here. These people wasn't interested in owning land. They used the <laughs> land. Right, for the development mm-hmm. of the people. And so when these people come here, they decided, wait a minute, nobody can own any land except us, the United States of America. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? These mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are thieves, they are liars, they are crooks, they are murderers, they are rapists. And that's why you have all of the diff- some of these different offsprings that you have around the, the world today. If you go back to uh, Egypt, uh, which I, I, I reluctantly say that because I should say Kemet. You know, if you go back there, at one point, that was Upper Egypt and that was Lower Egypt. And in Upper mm-hmm. Egypt, you couldn't even get into Upper Egypt unless you were black, unless you were Nubian, no, 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 unless no, 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 you were no, Kushite. No, no, that's not true. That's no, not true. You, well, I'm going to tell you, but let me tell you how you can verify that. And I'm not going to sit up here and go through anything. Read the destruction of black civilization by Chancellor Williams and go check it out for yourself. And not only that, you can check it out in a number of other African philosophers and African historians. I'm not talking about their version of it, but you read mm-hmm. the destruction of black civilization, and I'll guarantee you that information is there. Well, you know, okay. In, okay. In, in Egypt, 
there was a time when there was, you know, um, of the pharaohs were, it's the 25th dynasty. All the pharaohs were Nubian, uh, black pharaohs. It started with Tashta, king of Nubia, and they had a really good thing going. They, you know, they took on Egyptian dress and, you know, followed the customs and stuff, but they was as black as you and me. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of like it's a really wonderful thing, and I kind of wish that a lot more, um, you know, you know how people investigate stuff, you know, trying to find King Tut's tomb and all this other stuff. If people would, um, you know, try to figure out what to do about this here and give us more information, I think people would be really astounded by what's going on and what was going on back then, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Without what's, a doubt. Without what's a doubt. interesting is who's doing the research, too? Who's doing the yeah, research? The, the, the latest dynasties uh, uh, in, in, in so-called Egypt or Kemet was when uh, – uh, I'm trying to think. My, I'm getting brain freeze here. But when they had the first European pharaoh in Kemet, and that Alexander was after, that was after Alexander the Great. Now, before that time, all of the dynasties were, were, were ruled by people of color or mixed race people. No, in fact, the, no, no, no. If, if, if you talk to if you if you talk to a lot of historians. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they they will you know her, they really don't like the the so-called Egyptian concept because mm-hmm. at that time Egyptian concepts were starting to become more Eurocentric. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And so so before that, we you know, at one time black people were the rulers of the world. We traveled yeah. all over this planet. We are black uh, Chinese. We are black Asians. We are black. We have right. people been on this at one time. Our people used to rule Europe. Mm. When mm-hmm. these people were still walking around on all fours, crawling around in caves, eating raw meat, didn't mm-hmm. know what it was to take a bath, didn't know anything about agriculture, didn't know anything about reading and writing mm-hmm. and math. They learned these things from us. And once they learned those things from us, they turned around and realized that, wait a minute, these people got something going here. How can we gain access to it? <laughs> yep, yep. And, and what they did was they came back, they stole it, they manipulated it, they murdered for it. And you can go back and you can look at Napoleon, you can look at Alexander the Great, you can look at all these different people who came in there trying to steal and try. And, and, and it was not mm-hmm. a, a two- or three-year war. Like we, we hear these things on the news about Iraq for three or four years or this place for three this was a, a thousands of years and hundreds of years of wars before mm-hmm. they finally gained a foothold into where they were able to control the continent of Africa. And mm-hmm. people, who re- mm-hmm. people who rejected them, they drove them back into the interior and shut them off. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hear what they be talking about with the doing in the news now with Russia is, is using sanctions. What they do is they can lock you down where you're not able to function and do and develop, uh, uh, you know, and move forward so that you can handle your own business. And so we have to understand that this is what they did. And, 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 and people don't want to face the facts about who these people are. They are very mm-hmm. evil. They are evil people. Because mm-hmm. if you look at these politicians right now, right now, oh, yeah. they, <laughs> vote against, 
they vote against the, the, the people having rights to do things. They mm-hmm. change laws so that you don't have access. These are the same people, the same concepts that have brought black people to where they are today. And until mm-hmm. we reject that, and when I say reject, I don't mean we need to get out here and do a Nat Turner on them, although Nat Turner did, he used the only resource was at his disposal at that time. But I do mm-hmm. mean that we have to get out here and reject it. That means we don't spend no money with them. We mm-hmm. don't do mm-hmm. anything with them. And that's mm-hmm. what Malcolm was talking about when he came back from over to Africa, when he went over there and met with all those African kings. He said, you can, you can support us, but you can't join us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason for mm-hmm. that is because he knew that we had to do it for ourselves and without their influence being a part of the concept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brother, we, you mm-hmm. know, I don't hate nobody. I love mm-hmm. everybody because God created me that way. Mm-hmm. But wonderfully, mm-hmm. God also created me to have a brain mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to utilize that brain to rise above my enemies rise above my mm-hmm. enemies and we do have enemies these people the people who set up in the in the in the congress in the senate in the mayor's offices in the in the, in the city councilman's office who play that political game that manipulates and keeps us stagnated in the station that we are these mm-hmm. people are our enemies it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether they are black or white mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, brother, I enjoy, I enjoy this dialogue. I enjoy engaging you guys. But anybody that wants want to, to contact me, we can start study groups. I have plenty of books. I was back there when Malcolm Nim was back. I was a youngster when Malcolm Nim was doing their thing. You understand? And mm-hmm. so I studied, and I found out that, you know, I didn't know this stuff. I was running around thinking that somehow, you know, we just needed to get it together. Or we just need to march a little more. But now I know we just need to use our brain. We need Mm -hmm. to study, as the the scriptures say, study to show thyself worthy. We need to read uh, 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 African philosophy. We need to study Mm -hmm. African uh, religion. And, and, you know, it all started out, and I'm sure you brothers would agree with me, from magic to religion to science. Mm Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. in the science stage mm-hmm. now, brothers and sisters. Astronomy, but it, all of those, all of those different that's right. things. But we're yeah. in the we, science. We, we, I think we have another person on the line too. Maybe just to see if they, if there's somebody out there who hasn't spoken that would like to say something. Is anybody out there oh, who'd yeah, like to brother. say something? Uh, brother Corey and Doctor K. This is Pastor Warren from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Pastor brother, Warren, how you, are man. you? How are you? Man, look. This is so needed um, because, again, we're talking spiritual and then the natural. And right now, you know, we need to work with this natural thing. You know, I always tell folk, uh, you know, God used the Ethiopian eunuch when Jeremiah was in the pit. And he went to the king, and the king gave the uh, Ethiopian eunuch permission to take Jeremiah out of the pit. And that's a picture of us today. You know, the white Europeans think they're running it, but yet God has always used black Africans. Again, as we were speaking earlier with our brother earlier, you know, we we don't know our history, and we're not even trying to bring it even in our dead churches or anywhere else. So then we just know the European side. 
You know, and then I told him, you look at Jeremiah, and then after the cross, after Jesus rose, in Acts chapter 8, read it, there go uh, Eunice was a queen of Ethiopia, and the Ethiopian eunuch, and Philip was a deacon, gave him the word. See, we have to understand the, the real meaning of this gospel, and it's not about that money. You know, I, you make your money, but but don't prostitute the people, and that's what we're seeing and I thank God we're talking about black history, and we don't have to do it once a day in year. That's so crazy. You know, every day we should be teaching this. Without a doubt, brother. Hey, hey, thank you for coming on, man. We really appreciate you. But, you know, and we appreciate the brother who who had uh, a lot of concerns about what we're talking about. And, and we mm-hmm. accept him totally as our brother because we know that he's seeking yeah. information and seeking knowledge, and that's what we ought to be about. I don't have yeah. no problem mm-hmm. with being wrong. If you can bring Certainly. me some information yeah. that will yeah. solidify my thinking, I am going yeah. to thank God for allowing you to come into my space. And that's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. And We're that's what we need to do with our people who are listening to uh, uh, T25CL Entertainment. Uh, that That's what this station is all about. We're all about sharing of information, and yeah. having access to information for all of our people and yeah. listening to all of the different varied opinions. We don't have to agree with them, but yeah. hey, let's hear the person out. Yeah. Let's yeah. challenge yeah. that person to say, hey, wait a minute, I don't <laughs> think you're right. Uh, yeah. Maybe you need to go back and do a little bit more research. Yeah. Yeah. Make me go back and do some more research. It's time, yeah. brother, for us to wake up and not be afraid to move yeah. further into the future because yep. we are the past and we are the future. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Corey, mm-hmm. um, brother, Dr. K, uh, Miss Eleanor said that, you know, we're, we're talking about this uh, inauguration tomorrow and this foolishness, but she said she liked to sing a song and hopefully it'll, it'll help us out tonight. It's Miss Eleanor. Well, if oh, she's on there, we certainly like to hear from you. Let, let the sister Amen. do her thing. Amen. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. We shall overcome someday. Mm-hmm. Yes, very true. Hotel. Amen. Very true. Very Amen. True. 
Praise yeah, God. I, I, Please, I, thank you, thank you so much, too. I have, I have about four more people from the state of Washington that have just uh, called oh, in, and and we're all we're all open here. Is there somebody who hasn't spoken that would like to give us a couple of minutes here? Yes, and, and you're certainly. I'm up here and open right now, and I uh, I just would like to say that it's nice to hear such a good informative dialogue. It's some of the, some of the things I was aware of already, but you know, repetition for emphasis is always good and it helps you look at a different perspective and solidify your knowledge. It is good to hear that coming from a lot of good, strong, intelligent, intellectual brothers. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Pass the word on that we, this is a new station that we are trying to open up a a vehicle where, uh, you know, African thought, African philosophy, African psychology can cremate throughout the universe to T25CL Entertainment. Thank you very much, brother. We appreciate you. You're welcome. Certainly. Certainly. We have, we have two, two, two callers from California and three from the, four from the state of Washington. And it, and it may just be a listener. I'm not sure. But if there's yet another person that has something you'd like to throw into this, into this conversation, uh, your own perspective, you are certainly welcome to. There's no judgment here, you know. I'm Pastor Teresa from uh, Washington, and I'm just blessed to be here, and I'm listening in. Well, thank you so much for 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 uh, for, for dialing in and, and 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 listening. You know, we certainly can use as many perspectives as we can. You know, again, we're one day away from from a part of history that a lot of us never thought could ever happen. You know, I can I can go back to something. That was in People's Magazine. That was uh, that uh, this very this very president-elect that we uh, have somehow found ourselves uh, in, in, inaugurating tomorrow. There was something that he that he uh, said in People's Magazine a, a number of years ago, and what it and what it was is I, I quote: "This is 1990. Not this is 1998. This is this is." Uh, this is 19 years ago. Donald Trump said, if I were to run, I'd run as a Republican. They're the dumbest group of voters in the country. They believe anything on Fox News. I could lie, and they'd still eat it up. I bet my numbers would be terrific. And this is in People Magazine, 1998, quote, directly from Donald Trump, quote, directly from him. And in spite of that, and the things that he has said about women and minorities and sexual batons and things, what he's proven is that uh, that man behind the curtain still exists. If you watch The Wizard of Oz and you saw all these planes and running down that polished floor to speak to him, and then and then it took a little doll to pull a, to pull the curtains back and expose the fact that it was just a man standing there at a crystal ball doing a whole bunch of stuff, you know, and, and, and that's the type of government that we have subjected ourselves to. We can't say that not enough people voted and all that. That's it. They counted 3 million votes after the votes was finished, 3 million votes that Hillary had ahead of Donald Trump. Not that I'm saying she was the best choice. She was a better choice than him. And, 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 in, and in going with that, I've spoken and known of elders 
who had voted. One of the very schools that my mother taught at was a place where where people were voting. People were voting in the 70s back then. And people came to that voting poll that were elders that were in walking distance and were told, oh, we shut down. We don't do the voting here. Nobody contacted you to tell you where your new polling place is. You find your polling place is way across town. You don't have any transportation. A lot of people were set up to not be able to vote. A lot of people who didn't come out and vote that, you know, there were some powers behind what made that happen the way it was. And and the fact that you can you can infiltrate the uh the, the wires through 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 uh, Russia and all this other stuff. It's hard to believe in this system. It, it really is. It's it's hard to believe in a system that has never shown itself to be transparent totally, and 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 for the very people that do all the grunt work in this country, you know. And us as middle class Americans, we've always been that proverbial tug rope, you know, between the the elite rich. And the people that are in poverty, we've always been that rope, you know, the middle class people, I should say, wherever we fit, whoever you fit in, whoever's in the middle class, that's the tug of rope. That's the, that, that's the tug of war rope that's used in between the rich and the poor. And, the, and, and we get pulled up a little bit, and then we get pulled back the other direction a little bit. In other words, four years, eight years uh, of terms for everything that you put in place, the next, the next eight years comes in with the other side of the rope, and they get mm-hmm. rid of health care or talk about getting rid of. And we go back and forth, you know, on a, and and these are eight year terms that keep going. You know, two eight year terms is sixteen is sixteen years. That means your grand that means your grandkid goes from being newborn to being mm-hmm. a young adult. You know, and we keep going back and forth with this. We have another caller from Washington again. Uh, would you like to say anything, or are you just listening? I'm just listening. This is uh, Devin again. I just wanted to tune in with you guys uh, this week. Well, well, thank you, Devin. We have about 15 minutes left. So, Dr. Kwaku, how, how would you like to go forward with this? We have one, two, three, four, five callers from Washington, which is extraordinary. Well, that, that is extraordinary. And, we, yeah. and I just want to say thank you, guys. Agree or not agree, the thing that we need to do is open up the dialogue and start to converse. I think that one of the things that we did back in the 70s uh, in the Oakland area, we started what we call study groups. And one of the reasons we started those credit groups because, you know, a historical black college was shutting down at record numbers. Now you have about 10 or 12 uh, historical black colleges where back in mm-hmm. the day you had over 200. And so we started mm-hmm. forming groups where we studied at home. We formed groups where eight or 10 of us would form a group. We would buy books and we would study, do presentations, write, uh, you know, essays on those books. And you got an opportunity to share your thinking with somebody else and, 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 and have those things interpreted and reinterpreted. And that's what education is all about. Interpretation, reinterpretation, and, 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 and finalizing that interpretation with what you're going to do moving forward. And so my thing is that I am, I am, I am blessed. I consider myself blessed to have dialogue with any man or any human being on the planet. You know, because if, if if I come in contact with them, I'm going to take some information away from that that's going to enhance my life. 
That's what enhances my ability ability to move forward. That's what true education is all about. That's what knowledge is all about. And and we need to understand that uh, a a degree at one of the universities in America is not education. That is a systematic process by which they trick you into going into where half of our students wind up on them thousands and thousands of dollars. I know people who are paying for degrees right now. Mm-hmm. They're 40, 50 years old, and they can't get a job making decent money. I was talking to a young man last night, a young man who was 24 years old, who had a degree and couldn't get a job. You know, So we need to re- reassess our concept of what this whole American ideology is all about. And, and once again, I, I, I am so thankful and so blessed to be in the presence of you people who have chose to call in to T25CL Entertainment. We welcome you back. Please spread the word to your friends. What we're trying to do here, we're trying to create a medium by which African people can have African dialogue for the benefit of African people. We are not prejudiced against anybody. We're trying to move our agenda forward. We're trying to stop the Trayvon Martin. We're trying to stop the uh, uh, Tamar uh, uh, Brown uh, kids. Yeah, We're trying to yeah. stop uh, all Alan Buford. We don't things. have no mm-hmm. rights in this country. We don't have any rights. And even Obama admitted himself to, that he didn't have the power or the ability to change it. Because he he was he was in a position where he was almost afraid to come out and have a, a an idea about what they was doing because for fear that they was going to destroy him in the White House. So mm-hmm. people, I suggest to you that we, you know, at last come together and realize that the presidency is not our freedom. That uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going to their schools is not our freedom. You know, that we we have to come together and realize that, you know, what is it we want to leave for our grandkids and our kids? We want to leave, we want to leave legacies for these kids. Mm-hmm. And that legacy ought to be that my grandfather, my father, my grandmother, they stood up and were counted. They were counted yeah. because they were fighting for yeah. my right to have a different viewpoint without being... Uh, you know, without us being victimized by people because we have that uh, uh, philosophy. It's now time for us to move forward. It's 2017, and and, and I have chosen for myself to to move ahead in 2017. I don't care who disagree or who don't agree. I'm going to move forward for the agenda of the African people all over this planet, whether they're in Nubia, whether they're in Kush, Ethiopia, uh, what in, in in West Africa, South Africa, America, Mexico, Oakland, China, Detroit, wherever they are, Black people, it's time for us to come together and be a real force in the universe because we have the capability. That's what they are afraid of. They're not afraid of you throwing uh, marching. They're not afraid mm-hmm. of you burning down a couple of buildings because they'll march the tanks then and have you marched off to some kind of prison camp. It's now time for us as black people, as black men, as black women. And let's not look at our black women as, as somebody that stands behind us. Let's look at our black women as our partners who have stood up 
and mm-hmm. gave their lives uh, to mm-hmm. defend our right to be black. We That's are right. black. Mm-hmm. Can I I say something for you right here? Because we have to come together in faith as well, you know, as we come together in partnership, because we realize that the tearing down of the strongholds is through the word of God, it's through our faith. It's not a carnal fight that we're fighting. You know, we have to come Mm -hmm. together as the body of Christ, to tear down those strongholds, to cast down the arguments and the, and the imaginations and all those things, just like Second Corinthians 10 says. You know, so we need to come together at church and just come together in prayer. That's, that's, our, that's our weapon right there. We have a strong faith in God, and we need to start utilizing that, not just in word, but in deed as well. So, um, here's, here's um, what we're going to go, go, go down. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead there, um, Pastor. I just wanted to say again, um, you know, um, give me two minutes because I'm trying to get my thoughts okay. together, is that okay. um, when we're talking about Jesus' ministry, most of the church misses the whole thing. They really do. He went to the people. He went to the prostitutes. He didn't jack them. He, he he found what the need was, and then he filled that need, and then introduced the father by the need. Uh, I was just sitting mm-hmm. thinking about. I thank God I was able to um, meet Bob Marley and uh, Linson Queasy Johnson and Yellow Man and Peter Tosh at a young age, and see they wow. they were all over the world, and God used these men. See, I don't look at sex, drug, rock and roll, and all that. I look at the mm-hmm. souls of the people. See, because mm-hmm. we keep people in box with our legalism, and we just meet the problem, and God will meet the need. And those, all mm-hmm. those men died martyred in death, but yet, if you listen to their message, they were saying that 50 years ago. You know, mainly mm-hmm. listen to Queasy Johnson, you know, and if we listen to that and just don't be Western-minded, which most of us are, because we don't study, and we don't, you know, get with other cultures. I mean, I'm blessed that I... I helped, um, you know, charter um, two Ukrainian-American churches. I didn't know what a mm-hmm. Russian was. And then I realized I, I helped a Russian uh, guy start his restaurant, did his marketing, uh, Ruben in San Francisco, and I didn't realize he was Russian until 20 years later. Wow. You see, you understand? Mm-hmm. But he was a blessing to me and to, to our people, you see. Mm-hmm. So we got to be careful. Don't, don't. You know, like we got to be careful, you know, we got to be careful, you know, mm-hmm. because people are tired mm-hmm. of hearing about God, but yet these churches been in Seattle and Oakland for 50 years. You ain't bought any property, and now we're crying about gentrification. Well, why you didn't have enough Holy Ghost to buy the property and do financial literacy classes to your people? Maybe we got a new plane and a couple of outfits or something. Of doing that. Yeah. 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 Brother, preach. Yeah. Preach, brother. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, we have yeah. another caller from Washington. That makes one, two, three, four, five, six. Would you like to say anything? You who just called in. Well, let's do this. Let's let everybody just say just briefly before we wrap things up. What 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 does this new presidency mean to you? Just in your opinion, just briefly give a quick thirty seconds and just tell us whoever wants to go first. Well, yeah, I'm going to hear the whole question. Let's let our guests go first. Uh, okay, go yeah. Give us a 30-second yeah. wrap-up. My, my, uh, this is Devin again. Um, 
I just want to say real quick, you know, uh, I always have this mindset that, you know, whoever gets in office, you know, they're going to have something to deal with. You know, it didn't matter who who got in office, but uh, my, my mindset is, you know, what is it that I'm actually supposed to be focusing on? You know, as an individual, you know, living here, you know, what am I supposed to be staying faithful to? And let me just stay faithful to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. In spite of whoever the president. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Who's next? Hi, this Anybody? is Angela in uh, Yum, Washington. I just called in. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what what is what would you like to tell us what this new presidency means to you? What or what's your take on this presidency? Well, you know, there's so many uh, levels to it. Um, I I never was really a Trump fan in this election, Mm -hmm. but one thing Mm -hmm. that I have to take away from it that I think is could be positive is that he's not he's not uh, beholden to either of the two parties, and I think that this. This uh, new presidency uh, could possibly help us get away from that two-party system that has been so damaging and so, um, you know, keeping us down. Because we have, you know, we in in the past we had no other options but those two parties, and I think this might break that system down. Oh, okay, okay, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Okay. Uh, anybody else have a have a, a quick thirty second position Pastor Teresa from Washington. I think that um, God is reestablishing Himself uh, uh, in the hearts of the people, making uh, um, the people more aware. Even though He has to use mm-hmm. such a person as good to do it with. <laughs> so we're going to mm-hmm. people. We're going to you know because I, I was reading Daniel two where it says that God puts kings and kingdoms. And and he is mm-hmm. mindful of world uh, uh, um, happenings, and so um, you know we're just going to stay prayerful and ask God to to uh, be mindful of all. I I know that He will, you know. So we just I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not a Trump fan, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I you know mm-hmm. bring the hearts bringing the hearts of man back to God. Okay, okay. Well, we certainly thank you for calling in I, too I and sharing that with us, and we welcome you. Back anytime. Um, anybody else have anything they'd like to add to? Yeah. Corey, I I wasn't sure um, that um, Obama give uh, Marcus Garvey that pardon. You know, because Marcus Garvey did a lot before they sent mm-hmm. him in exile. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, um, Doctor uh, Richard Haynes went to Jamaica. He had established a clinic there for years before it got popular. And he brought mm-hmm. me back six of Marcus Garvey's coins and the dollar bill. And I did not know that Obama pardoned him, you know, because he paid a price for us. And again, um, you know, wow. I, I'm all for the religious peace, but we need to learn our history and pay attention mm-hmm. in the school of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. brother, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I, I, I love that uh, you, you are aware of that, uh, you know, you know, one of the things, the one concept that I have came away from with the Obama administration is that he is a student. And when mm-hmm. I say someone is a student, that means that they are open to new ideas, new philosophy, new mm-hmm. ideology. And and he certainly came 
to the White House with, with with an agenda that he thought he thought he could utilize the the, the agenda that Martin Luther King them came in with with civil rights. I think mm-hmm. he's now learned he can't say that because he's the president of the United States. And you might yeah, hear him say that in his book. He's gonna be writing yeah. a book when he leaves White But I think you're gonna realize that that he uh he realized that it's not hum it's not civil rights, it's human rights. And mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and and we need to wake up and realize that uh that we have the ability to change the dynamic by which you know, the way that people look and interpret politics. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 we have to be ready to do that. We, in other words, we have to be ready to to sacrifice because mm-hmm. Dr. Kwaku is not going to be liked for some of the things he's going to say. Mm-hmm. Obama could mm-hmm. not say those things because he was in the White House. Mm-hmm. You put the bullseye, put a bullseye on his back. That's right. Yeah. You have friends. You have friends that's going to turn totally against you because of what you believe, mm-hmm. and and that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. But see, if you go back to the concept, the Christ concept, or the concept of any of the gods that existed in, in in the Old Testament, you will realize that it ain't about what somebody else thinks. It's about what you interpret being revealed to you as the one creator, the one God. Yeah. One God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just want to say to you, brothers, I love all of y'all. Please call in next week. We're going to have a dynamite show uh, on Soul Vibrations, and I want to encourage you to get your friends to call in because we are trying to spread a message that we have the ability to fight back, and we will win. Mm-hmm. We, we, will, we will appreciate win. your sisters who called in, too. We appreciate your sisters yes. who called in, and uh, a lady who who uh, who sung, it was very, very. Uh, it was a very dynamite. Just being Martin Luther King Month too. We really appreciate that. And it, it, was there anybody that we left out that wanted to say anything? Thirty seconds. I'm glad that Obama gave those um, uh, pardons to all those political prisoners from the '80s. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. like to check out check out that list and see exactly who's on it. Yeah. I, been running around and haven't had a chance to really check it out. Yeah. I, I, that was, that was I'm, my I'm, hope that, I'm, that, that hey, some people gonna, would start getting I'm going to leave y'all with a joke. Somebody called right. me up today. Somebody called me up okay. today and said they wished Obama would have, would have fired an O.J. Simpson. I love you guys. That's a good and, one. And, That's a good and, one. I'll, I'll be doing yeah, talk to you next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, lastly, here's here's what the, what this what this uh, presidency means to me. Okay, this is the way I view it. Um, uh, he's 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 kind of everything. He kind of signifies everything that's that's wrong with America in a, in exaggeration. You know, everything that he's doing now is what, is, you know, we've been playing like none of this stuff exists when we talk about uh, women's rights and, 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 and bigotry and, and uh, uh, conflicts of interest and bad politics. And all of that stuff comes out of his mouth like a, like, 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 like a burp after, after eating 
<laughs> after eating something with a bunch of garlic and stuff in it. You know, this guy, every time he burps, something comes out of his mouth that's very distasteful. And you look at his cabinet, the person over the Environmental Protection Agency is the Secretary of State, then somebody that doesn't believe in global warming is over the uh, – uh, uh, well, the person, yeah, the Secretary of State, his Secretary of State guy is an Exxon chief. And then his Environmental Protection Agency, somebody who doesn't believe in global warming, and you can see the writing on the wall that this guy is complete is completely about the capitalistic uh, part of of what made America what it is. And and for me, in terms of people of color, when you say make America great again, I wonder what that means to the Japanese, to the Chinese, to Black. I know in the I know in the 60s, 87 percent of black households had both parents in the in the house. So for that hot second, so for that hot yeah. second, America was good for us. But there was a work in place. There were still dogs and hoses that were hitting us at yeah. that time. But we had we had we had unity during during times of despair. And, and, and while there were things in place to separate our black our, our, you know the black household. So. Making yep. going back when you when you're getting older and moving forward, what 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 could you possibly want to go back to? You know, just as a just as a just as a person, if you were to say, I want to go, I want to go back to the times when I was young and dumb. You know, I'm I'm 20, I'm I'm going to be 30 next year. I'm going to be 40 in 10 years from there. But I want to go back. What what growth what growth is in regressing in any part of history? What, what what part of growth is in regressing? So, if America was great, what we need to do is find a new way to make America great. Don't say make America great again, because that's a slap in the face to everybody that built this country and sacrificed, you know, uh, their culture and everything else. So, that's 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 my last take on it. I'd like to thank each and every last one of you for calling in, for listening, for singing. For, for sharing your opinion for uh, Pastor Warren. I know you're responsible for all these calls that came in from the state of Washington, and we certainly appreciate you. Um, go to our website, www.t is in Tom, 25CL, which stands for Towards 25th Century Living.com, to see what other works we have in progress. If you have something, be it a, be it, be it, be it a film project or a musical, something you want to do. Look, we're, 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 looking to, we're looking to help you with your brand by, by using our brand. We can be a conduit for moving your agenda and for sharing everything in this wonderful black diaspora and with all of our peoples of color and, and of course, including white people who want to participate and want to help this country be all-inclusive of the multiracial culture that we have here. So... Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. This has been Soul Vibrations. Remember, every Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. This has been your host, Corey J. I'll see you next week. Okay. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 -ch
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.